Truth be told, hashtag strategies on social media are becoming more and more complex. The algorithms change on a dime, and as a seasoned business owner, I feel like some days you just can't win with it. But let's also not forget shadow banning and how one wrong hashtag can leave you in the dark for a long period of time. If you've been in that place, you know how it feels. Then, of course, there's all the legal implications online, like using brand hashtags, copyright infringement, etc. And while we can say... Things like less time on social media is better or your business can grow without it, which is true as a business owner, it's always smart to have some sort of social presence online in particular. And it's smart to grow that presence and reach people who may not have found you via traditional Google and online search engines. So today, I want to break down one legal danger on social media in particular, and that's using brand hashtags online and how you can maintain your copyright ownership. Before I dive further into this topic, though, if you have any questions about social media and mainly disclosures for social media, the Legal Page blog is an excellent resource for you. We have full blog posts and more dedicated and in-depth written materials there to help you get legally legit online. We go over what the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, is, what kind of disclosures you need to make online, how and where to put these disclosures, more information about hashtagging, and, of course, all kinds of other things as well. If you're looking for that type of information, head over to thelegalpage.com forward slash social media info. Again, that's thelegalpage.com forward slash social media info. All right, let's dive in, my friends. You're listening to The Legal Page Podcast, where we chat about life and business with a legal twist. I'm Paige, attorney and photographer helping online businesses and creatives tackle their business dreams without breaking out in hives. No more legal mumbo jumbo. This podcast features simple bite-sized advice that'll have you legally legit in no time. Are you ready? Let's get started. As a reminder, before we get into this episode, I am legally obligated to give my disclaimer. I am an attorney, but I am not your attorney. All legal information I talk about in this episode is intended for the masses and a large variety of different businesses. Please seek out another attorney in your city and home state if you need specific legal advice related to your unique business. Okay, let's get back to it. Hey there, legal pagers. So today I want to talk about a topic that has come up in our TLP community on Facebook, and that is about brand hashtags. So a legal pager asked a question regarding Minted. If you guys have ever used Minted, it's like the card company's terms and conditions for using their hashtags. Basically, if you use a certain hashtag like hashtag share my minted or hashtag minted artist with a photo online, then minted essentially claims that you have essentially agreed to let minted do whatever they want with the photo, including sharing, reproducing, creating derivative works of your art from your photo without any compensation. Literally, if you share a photo of your work and then you put a hashtag on it, so say you like, your clients or somebody like made a a photograph or like a printed material from Minted and then you use that hashtag in coordination with it, then they essentially can do whatever they want with your photo. 
So when I first heard about this, I wanted to address it not only from a user content creative side, but also from a small business side and legal side. Okay, so let's get into the legalities here. Let's start with intellectual property rights to hashtags. So first, it's important to note that a company may have intellectual property rights to their hashtags. Hashtags have become an integral part of selling products, especially on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Branded hashtags are just this new era of intangible intellectual property that brands and courts are addressing. And I don't know how long the fad of hashtags will be around, but it's safe to say that it's been around for a few years and it's probably going to be around for a few years longer. And companies use them on a daily basis, as do all of us social media users. So specifically, a company uses hashtags on marketing campaigns, and that's that's the bread and butter of what we're going to discuss today. It would make sense that a company would want to monitor hashtag usage and prevent competitors from using it and also dive into the analytics of who is using said hashtags during a marketing campaign. So then the question becomes, can a company monopolize a hashtag? The answer is yes. The United States Patent and Trademark Office gave some guidance regarding the protectability and registration of hashtags. Quote, a mark comprising of or including the hash symbol hashtag or the term hashtag quote-unquote is registrable as a trademark of service only if it functions as an identifier of the source of the applicant's good or services. So hashtag trademarks that have been successfully registered as such in the United States, some of them include hashtag smile with a coke, hashtag Coke Can Picks, the Coca-Cola company, hashtag McD Stories, or hashtag Make It Count, Nike. Some hashtags that have been denied registrability from the United States Patent and Trademark Office through the trademark registration process are hashtag World Traveler, and this was one that was trying to be registered from a travel site, or hashtag Friendsgiving. And a charitable fundraising service tried to register this through the USPTO. What is the distinction here? And why am I telling you this? It's that the trademark was too broad. Friendsgiving, world traveler, we all can use that, right? We all use it. We all see it a lot on social media. But smile with a Coke, Coke cam pics, McD stories, and make it count. Those are so specific to that particular identifier of the goods and services, Coca-Cola, McDonald's, Nike, that it's not overly broad. So if we're going to trademark a brand hashtag, it absolutely has to identify only your brand. And it's not something that could be used by the general populace as a whole. So although the USPTO has recognized the right to protect brand hashtags, courts have been honestly split on the issue, which me and my legal team found wildly fascinating. So a federal court in California actually ruled that hashtags are merely descriptive devices, not trademarks, unitary or otherwise, in and of themselves. And then in a different court in 2016 in the Eastern District of Louisiana, the court recognized hashtags to be relevant to a trademark claim. So it really spans both sides of the spectrum here. Some courts are saying you can use a branded hashtag and it could be an actual registrable trademark. And others are saying, no, they're just descriptive devices. 
So although technology really moves fast, court decisions do not. As you've, if you've been listening to the TLP podcast for a while, you know that I'm like, it is turtle slow what happens in the court process and litigation. So we may not honestly get a uniform decision on this issue, if at all, from courts for many years. And it's all really going to be in federal court because trademark law is based on federal law. So you're only going to see this in district courts, and then it would have to go up to the appellate court court and so on and so forth. I doubt it would get to the Supreme Court. I mean, maybe that'd be sweet if they ruled on this, but I doubt that they would. So maybe just district court level, that's what we're seeing right now. It'd be interesting if an appellate court actually looked at it because that case law precedent is actually a bit more binding and persuasive when it gets to the appellate court level. Um, But I think overall what is important for you to know right now is that brand hashtags can be protected through trademark registration. Whoo, mind blown. So crazy. So what does that mean for you as a small business owner who wants to use a brand hashtag? The good thing is, is that if you already are using or planning to use a brand hashtag, that's like either making waves through social media, for example, community over competition, that is branded by the Rising Tide Society, you could be able to prevent competitors from stealing it through trademark registration. The bad news is, is that if you're sharing content on social media using hashtags and you use a competitor's brand hashtag that they have trademarked, you could be met with a cease and desist letter. And that's what happened here with the Minted. They like sent this letter out to somebody using their brand hashtag and was like, cool, now we own everything related to you you using the brand hashtag. The important thing to note here is that you should research the heck out of a hashtag before using it for your brand, point blank. So now that you know that brands can have trademark rights over their hashtags, let's go back to the original question of whether brands can repurpose works of art that use their brand hashtags without consent, the minted example that came up in our Facebook community. What is user-generated content, quote-unquote? This is, we're going to get into some legal spiel here, but just stick with me because I promise I'm going to really extrapolate all of this for you in layperson terms. User-generated content, we got to get clear first. Companies do not need consent to share user-generated content. User-generated content consists of pictures, reels, TikToks, music, art, etc., that is created by users on social media platforms, okay? Companies obviously want user-generated content because it shows brand popularity, brand goodwill, and it's a great way to organically grow attention to your brand because people are just posting things related to your brand, either sometimes paid, like if it's an affiliate situation or a partner or a sponsor situation, but ideally they'd like it to be truly 100% organic and you just nicely using their brand hashtag and getting user-generated content from you without having to pay you or chat with you about actually posting that. That's like the bee's knees for online marketing campaigns. Like how can we get people to do this without paying them or sponsoring or partnering with them? How do we just get the world to like promote us as a whole? (laughs) How do we build up that much goodwill? That's what companies are thinking right now. So let's get into how companies get consent to use the content. There are two types of consent that's legally recognized, implied consent and explicit consent. Companies will usually seek three routes to get consent from their users. One, implied consent 
through use of the hashtag. If you use the hashtag, it's implied that now they can use any of that user-generated content that you put out on social media because you attached their hashtag to it. Two, explicit consent through permission on the platform. And three, explicit written consent by a user. So sometimes these two explicit consent purposes can get commingled and confusing. So I'm going to go through them. Let's go back to implied consent. Implied consent is where a user knowingly includes that branded hashtag along with the content that they share on a platform in support of a brand like I discussed. To claim that a company has implied consent, a company will link terms and conditions on their site, their website, regarding certain hashtags on social media and whereby if a user uses their hashtag, what happens to their copyrighted works. Companies can usually get away with claiming implied consent if all they are doing is resharing photos within that same app. The problem, though, with implied consent, from my perspective, here at the legal page, I'm trying to protect you as small business owners, especially photographers and videographers and content creators, is that users may not even be aware that these terms and conditions exist or that they are even agreeing to them. And that is where this popped up with the minted situation is they were like, whoa, I agreed to what? You can do what with my photo? That is not what I was trying to do here on social media. Okay, I know your head is probably spinning with information right now. So before we go any further in today's episode, I did want to remind you that the legal page has your back. We have tons of resources to help keep you legally legit online. We have full blog posts and more on this topic dedicated to helping you be a more protected and honestly informative business owner. We have information regarding FTC guidelines, what kind of disclosures you need to make online, where to put these disclosures, and much more. If you're looking for more information related to online social media giveaways or anything regarding affiliate practices as well or using hashtags, head over to thelegalpage.com forward slash social media info. Again, that's thelegalpaige.com forward slash all lowercase social media info. Here's my takeaway from implied consent. If a company shares your content without asking you just because you used a hashtag, you should and can ask the company to take it down. I would bet that a company would immediately take it down if they were challenged by you at all as the user who generated the content. If they don't take it down, I think you absolutely would probably have a claim for copyright infringement. Definitely talk to attorney on this. If it happens to you, you're probably going to want to look at a trademark, just an intellectual property attorney as a whole, one that is well-versed in trademark law and copyright infringement law because you still own your copyrighted works. And like for you to just give implied consent to assign all of those over to this company, mm, is a tall order for them to try to argue on their end. Again, this is why I think if you were to fight it, they would immediately take it down and they wouldn't use it. Or they would pay for use of it. Hopefully, if you're trying to get some type of monetary compensation, that could kind of be the resolution here. But keep in mind that businesses really cannot do whatever they want with your user-generated content through this implied consent method. Generally, the most they can do is like reshare your content on the same platform And to be able to put your work, though, on your website or platforms as original work, they would really need explicit permission 
from you, which I will get to in a moment. So if you are seeing them like through this weird terms and conditions that they have linked somewhere on their website for if you use their brand hashtag with a photo, they can't then go use your photo on their website to promote, say, a greeting card. On the flip side, if you are a business owner, using the implied consent method is risky and probably not worth the risk. So don't do this, I would say. Regardless of how you get consent, you do need to have a terms and conditions regarding user-generated content linked on your social media page, especially through hashtags. This is really a non-negotiable. And I would say you would want to either put this in your website terms and conditions or like a user-generated content terms and conditions if you are using massive marketing campaigns that include hashtags. For example, I would say in the small business world, the people who would be impacted the most are probably large conferences and events that have a branded hashtag and they have hundreds of different business owners using that branded hashtag. What are the terms and conditions related to what you can do with the user-generated content when they slap that hashtag on social media with their content? Again, this isn't like a contract that we have on the legalpage.com template shop because I truly think that this is something that's going to be extremely unique to your business and these terms and conditions will have to be tweaked to abide by your business policies and also if if you are a registered trademark, um, if you have common law rights and things, how you perceive kind of moral and ethics in terms of using people's copyrighted works, so on and so forth. So again, just talk to an intellectual property attorney here to get such terms and conditions. All right, so we talked about implied consent, but let's talk about explicit consent. And there's two different versions of it, through permission on the platform and consent by a user. Let's start with platform permission. The second kind of consent is through receiving permission specifically on the platform. To receive this kind of consent, a company will usually comment on user-generated content via the platform and request that the user read their terms and conditions and then reply with explicit consent that they accept these terms. It would look something like this. Thanks so much for using the hashtag, hashtag create for a purpose. We would love to feature your photo on our site and social media. Please read our terms and conditions, link it there, and reply with the word approved if you agree. So before you agree via a comment, make sure you actually, one, read the terms and conditions. I'm a contract lawyer after all here. And please, please, please do not give a blanketed permission before you know what you're actually agreeing to. Because sometimes these terms and conditions can be overly broad and then you've like released all copyright to them to use this image that you've created or this video that you've created for any and all marketing purposes for their own business, whereby you can't get royalty payments, you can't get monetary compensation for them using it. Uh, A lot of times that's what they're sneaking into their terms and conditions. So just watch out for that. But again, that's permission on the platform. So usually this is like sliding into your DMs and asking you. Sometimes it's like commenting on a post. Hopefully you catch my drift here. These companies do it all the time. We've seen it in comments before, like public comments. And now explicit written consent by a user. This is the best one. (laughs) And written consent is always and always and always, 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 always the most safe option. It is usually through a contract or a more popular method would be like through a checkbox that they send a link to you and then you're like explicitly voluntarily checking the box. 
It may be unrealistic for every user to sign a full contract every time you want to share a photo or a video. So a simple like link that leads to that landing page where they can fill out their information and then check the box that explicitly states they agree to the terms and conditions and agree that the content is being used in accordance with those terms and conditions is likely what's going to happen here for express consent by a user. If you, though, are a content creator, I want to end this podcast with some advice. Do not use other brand hashtags without being willing to have your content shared by the companies. It's just not good business practice. If you want to work with a company, have a licensing agreement ready to go and reach out to the brand with requests to license your content and just work with them for a small fee. All people want to be do is recognized. They want to be heard. They want to be recognized. They want to be able to have some type of compensation for their works of art that they created. So just do that. Just have a licensing agreement in place, a non-exclusive licensing agreement. We have those at thelegalpage.com and they're really easy to implement for your business. So I definitely suggest checking that option out. And I would not suggest using a company's brand hashtag with the expectation that you're going to get paid or get credit for your work willy-nilly. You can't just like constantly put out brand hashtags on social media with like, if it's just like a, yucky business practice to expect that once they reach out to you and then maybe they use it or you're like trying to fish for them using it and then send them cease and desist or like monetary compensation demand letters. It's just really, 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 really not good business practice. So both I wouldn't recommend. On the flip side, if you're a business who wants to circulate a brand hashtag, just get explicit permission before doing so. Uh, relying on implied consent is just not enough. And I think explicit user permission is the best option here. And like I said, it's you don't have to have them actually sign on the bottom dotted line. Like that's just cumbersome and really not necessary legally. You can absolutely be bound by a landing page where they put in their first name, their last name, their email, and then they check a box. Voluntarily, the box can't be checked by itself. They would have to check the box themselves. And then they're agreeing to your terms and conditions of this user-generated content. And you could just send that link to the landing page to them. And now before we end this episode, I just want to recap and really share some big takeaways with you. I know it can feel like a lot of information thrown at you when I spew a lot of legal stuff (laughs) down your throats. But let's face it, Social media is already overwhelming before we even discuss legalities that go along with it. And social media just kind of like is the bane of our existence as a whole. So with that being said, you just want to make sure that you're being legally legit online and tread very carefully when it comes to using brand hashtags online and make sure you're always working to maintain your own copyright. For many of my followers here on the Legal Page podcast and listeners, You are creating works of art each and every day. You're creatives at heart. Like that's what you do is, you know, capture that image or create that video or your content creating online or your graphic designing or website designing. All of that involves copyrighted works. And you don't just want to hand that over to a bigger company with some type of like implied consent or express consent through a platform. Explicit. Permission from you as the user is the best route to go. 
And above all else, you guys, just be smart. Not when it comes to making sure you avoid a legal lawsuit. So maybe don't use like a Kardashian's hashtag online. Please don't do that because, oh God, they're litigious people. But, and also just like we all know, like Disney hashtags, like they're going to look into that. They have in-house attorneys. Like people, we know the companies that are litigious. Not that they're bad companies. I'm absolutely not saying that. So don't make that connotation. I'm just saying be smart. Be smart about the hashtags you're using. Be smart about the businesses that probably have like these overarching, like weird terms and conditions that are linked somewhere on their website. Um, But also think of your own business. And if you are thinking about using a branded hashtag, get that trademark in before anyone else so that you own all of the rights to it. And that's all I have for you, my friends. Thanks again so much for tuning in to today's episode. And I will, of course, be back at you next week with some good legal information on the Legal Page Podcast. Tune in then. Thank you so much for listening to the Legal Page Podcast. I am beyond grateful for you, which is why I want to give you a coffee or your favorite bevy on me. If you leave a five-star rating and review for the Legal Page Podcast on iTunes, screenshot the review and send it to me on Instagram at the Legal Page. That's the Legal P-A-I-G-E. I will send you a Starbucks gift card from me. Just make sure to include your email in the DM. So again, send a screenshot of the review to me on Instagram at the Legal Page. Include your email address and I will send you some Starbucks because what better gift than caffeine for every business owner? Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. See, I told you being legally legit isn't so scary. Be sure to visit thelegalpage.com for all show notes. And it would be super awesome if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review. Last but not least, don't forget to join my free Facebook group for unlimited legal and biz Q&A. Chat soon, legal pagers. Legal Pages.